Let's go! Hello, hello, everyone. Nelson Montana here for Protein Factory, and we are up to podcast number seven. I uh, hope you've been enjoying what we've been doing so far, as well as the TikTok videos. That is a daily bodybuilding tip that is on TikTok, Nelson Montana 53. All right, we have some interesting stuff today we're going to be addressing. I will be answering some questions, but uh, there's been a lot of interest in peptides and their use. And uh, I want to say up front that I do not sell these compounds. Protein Factory does not sell these compounds. But um, nevertheless, we like to report on anything and everything that might be beneficial in improving health, a physical being, or just anything that's going to make you a better person. So peptides seem to be on the cutting edge of that, and uh, just they are really fascinating compounds. So let's get right to it. I wanted to speak specifically about two um, peptides that are getting a tremendous amount of attention right now. One is cardinine, and the other is SR9009. And the reason I'm putting these two together is because they work very similarly. They both have uh, many of the same effects. And the effects are quite extraordinary. Everything from, well, basically what they do is they utilize uh, fats and carbs for energy at a much accelerated rate. But they don't act as a central nervous stimulant. So you're not jittery. Most stimulants, most fat loss products are basically stimulants. The body gets hyper and just works harder and the metabolism goes up while you're on the drug. And as soon as you go off the drug, the effects go away. These uh, compounds are different. They allow you to use your own body fat and stored glucose for energy. So you get tremendous stamina. And you're able to go longer, work harder, and in, um, in return, burn more calories. But you're also burning more calories while you're working because the body is working that much more efficiently. Uh, they also um, have been shown to lower cholesterol. They've been shown to improve heart health, which is very interesting. They even seem to help with anxiety as well as increase the production of mitochondria which is fascinating. And they also reduce inflammation. So this is, this is quite a bit. This is really a, uh, a cornucopia of tremendous benefits. So let's get into the difference between the two. One of the main differences is that the SR9009 has a very short half-life. It's active in your system for about four hours, whereas the cardinine last, it's close to 24 hours. So you would take the cardinine once a day, whereas the SR9009 needs several dosages throughout the day to get the same effect. So right off the bat, it seems like the cardinine is the superior drug. But here's the catch, and there's always a catch. In the case of the SR9009, there doesn't seem to be any side effects. Now there must be some, every drug has a side effect, but, um, and keep in mind that there are limited studies uh, with these drugs. They're really all in animals for the most part. Now, 
many people have taken, hundreds, if not thousands by this point, of people have taken these drugs. So it's not like we don't have some empirical evidence as to what they do and how well they work and all that. But in regard to the side effects, SR9009 seems to be pretty side effect free, for the most part, as far as we know. Let's put it that way. Whereas the cardinine in test animals has been shown to be carcinogenic. Now, let me explain how these, these tests work. Because a lot of people don't understand how they could determine if something has can is cancer-causing or has toxicity. When testing out a drug or any substance at all, what they do is they don't give the rat or the guinea pig or the hamster or whatever test animal they're using, they don't give it a normal dosage and then wait around for a few years to see if they get sick. They give them massive dosages to see what happens. And in the case of cardinine, the test animals got cancer. Okay, now the argument here is, well, it's 50 times the recommended dosages. Nobody's going to be taking that dosage. And that is absolutely true. However, it does show that the compound is carcinogenic. It's there. Otherwise, the animals would not be getting cancer. They're not getting cancer from the SR9009. They're getting it from the cardinine. Now, another argument you could say is, well, lots of things are carcinogenic. I mean, air pollution is carcinogenic. Burnt toast is carcinogenic. So you have to take this with a grain of salt. And I'm not saying that to sway the argument one way or, or the other. I'm just saying it to show the full perspective of how this can be viewed. Now, allow me to give an example as to why this is important. Let's take something like x-rays. We've all had x-rays. They're prescribed very often. They allow doctors to see everything from infections to tooth decay to whatever might be inside of the body. It's a very efficient way of seeing inside the body. Simple, you take a picture and it's done. However, people tend to think that it is just taking a picture. X-rays are not just taking a picture. X-rays are a blast of radiation. Okay, now, nobody ever dropped dead from getting an X-ray. Nobody ever dropped dead from getting several X-rays. But think about this. If somebody does develop cancer at the age of 50, let's say, no one is ever going to say, oh, yeah, it's because of those X-rays he got 10 years ago. There's no way of knowing. But this is the way cancer develops. Anything that mutates cells can instigate cancer. And radiation mutates cells. Carcinogens mutate cells. So whenever you're exposed to these toxins, you're taking a risk. Now, life is a risk. We can't all avoid everything that potentially can cause cancer. I mean, the body does have the ability to fight that off to a great degree. So sure, getting that x-ray every now and then isn't going to kill you. Going out in the sunlight now and then isn't necessarily going to cause cancer. However, these things do add up. And personally, I don't like to take unnecessary risks. I don't even go through that uh, scanner at the airports. I, I won't do it. I, I, I let them do the pat down. It's funny, I, I mentioned to one person, isn't this radiation? And the guy said to me, yeah, but it's not as bad as the old ones. And I said to him, well, that's what you probably said about the old ones. <laughs> what does that mean, it's not as bad? It's still radiation, and I don't want it. 
So same thing with x-rays. I avoid x-rays unless they're absolutely necessary. And incidentally, CAT scans are equivalent to 25 chest x-rays in one blast. Um, international flights, that when planes fly really high and they get close to the sun, you're increasing radiation. So I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm just saying that there, it is abundant in our lifestyle, in our modern lifestyle, which is why cancer is on the rise. So why add to it? I don't like using anything that even adds a little bit of potential, especially when there's an alternative. And in the case of the cardinine, if the SR9009 works as well without side effects, I consider that to be the preferable choice. Now, some people will say, yeah, but it's only uh, active for four hours. You gotta take it several times a day. Well, why is it necessary to burn fat all day long? What's wrong with just getting that little additional boost? You wind up having a better workout. You wind up having more stamina and burning far more calories while you're working out. And you're burning more calories after you're working out. Now, if you want to take a dosage before your workout and then after your workout, now you're up to eight hours. That's eight hours of fat burning or a higher level of fat burning that you would be getting normally. That's a tremendous advantage. And the bottom line is you, you can't just depend on these drugs for, you can't depend on any drug for anything. It, fat loss still comes down to diet, exercise, supplementation. So this is something that can potentially really put the odds in your favor. And again, I don't sell them. Protein Factory doesn't sell them. I cannot vouch for them. If you take it and you have problems with it, don't blame me. I am not advocating that you're using it. I am just passing along the information. These are fascinating compounds, and I, I, they are definitely worth addressing. There's no sense just hiding from this. There's no sense pretending they don't exist, and we're not going to discuss them. I believe in being honest about all of this stuff. And the way to use this, if you were to ask my off-the-cuff opinion, would be exactly how, I, as I said, just as a little bit of an addition. But I feel that way about steroids as well. I think you can use tiny bits of steroids, if they were legal, um, to enhance natural training. But people think along the terms of they want it, they want it all or nothing at all. People are two-dimensional thinkers. They just think it's got to be all one way or the other. People will say like, oh, tiny bits of steroids don't do anything. Of course they do something. They have to do something. Just as every rep does something, just as every gram of protein you take in does something, it all does something. But people want that big blast of uh, instant gratification. And I, I just don't buy into that. So in regard to the peptides, SR9009, cardinine, I would not take the cardinine. The SR9009 looks very interesting. Okay, a question I got on TikTok. Someone was asking about a vegetarian diet. Can you grow muscle on a vegetarian diet? You absolutely can. But it is more work because the way muscle is built is through the ingestion of protein. And all the essential amino acids have to be present. And all of the essential aminos aren't available in a lot of non-meat sources. They used to think that meat was the best way to grow muscle because 
meat is the same molecular structure as muscle, so therefore it's the best choice. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I think actually eggs are better in many ways because they have a better amino acid profile. Uh, but with vegetables and uh, vegan products, you're mixing beans, you're mixing rice, you're mixing different elements that do have bits of protein, but you have to make sure that you have complete protein. If you're just eating beans, for instance, they're high in lysine, which is very good because lysine is a very important component to building muscle, but they don't have tryptophan and they don't have or have very little methionine, if that's the proper pronunciation. I've heard that pronounced a few different ways, which is also essential to building muscle. So if you're just eating, if you have an empty stomach and you eat a plate of beans, it essentially goes right through you. You're not getting any of the muscle building aminos because all the essentials aren't bound together. They, they must be present. So that is one of the things that makes it difficult for vegan bodybuilders. Of course, using a good protein powder uh, corrects that problem. If you just wind up taking a shake and then you have complete protein in your system for a few hours, then you can eat the various you know, foods that are maybe not aren't complete protein, but have enough protein where you can still build muscle. And that's where I'll put in a little plug for Protein Factory because they really have the, the, the best products and um, Alex Rogers has been doing this for God over 20 years now, I believe. And he really knows this stuff and he gets the absolute best quality products. And uh, frankly, you know, the, the prices are better than anywhere else. Why pay for fillers and sweetenings and flavors and, and most of the flavors that some of these brands really suck anyway. And you're paying for fancy packaging and you're paying for advertising. Why pay for that crap? Just pay for the protein. If you're not using ProteinFactory.com, you're an idiot. <laughs> How's that for a slogan? Don't be stupid. Buy from ProteinFactory.com. But seriously, it really is the way to go. You have choices of protein, you get it unflavored, and you mix your own flavors, and you're getting the biggest bang for your buck. And absolutely, uh, vegetarian bodybuilders, it's a must. There's just no way around it. You, yeah, you will be, unless you want to pre-plan every single meal, which would be quite annoying after a while, you're going to need to supplement. Okay, something else that got a bit of controversy, which is actually an old topic. It's HIT, high-intensity training. And this is something that was developed by, uh, well, actually, Arthur Jones back in the early 70s and then um, carried on by Mike Menser. And I had mentioned this on the TikTok video. I'll t let everybody know real quickly. Mike Menser was a top bodybuilder in the 70s. I believe he was a Mr. Universe. And um, he was sort of this, uh, what I'm calling a pseudo-intellectual. He, he thought of himself as an intellectual. And later in life, he started studying Ayn Rand. I don't know if you're familiar with Ayn Rand. That's another story. But um, he had this belief that the muscle just needs to be stimulated to its utmost. And that's all you would need to do to work out, to, to build muscle. And uh, I, I say, much like Ayn Rand's theories, they, they sound good, they're very specious, but they don't pan out in the real world. And high-intensity training doesn't really pan out either. Now, some people say, well, I got great results from it. Yeah, you can get great results for, from it for a while, but it also is uh, very risky. You're really asking for injury with, with high-intensity training. And as is the case with any training, uh, 
everything will work for a while, and everything goes stale. That's why I like to mix it up. You could do a little high-intensity training, heavy training, and then you do some pump training, and then you could do some volume training, and then you could do some uh, quick training that's more cardio in nature. If you continually mix it up, you're always sort of faking out the muscles to work in a different way, and this way you get continued improvement. Just training in a high-intensity manner all the time will not work. You'll burn out after a while, and you, you just won't be growing muscle. And the irony of this is Mike Menser himself did not train in this manner. Um, he trained volume training like everybody else did in the, uh, in the 70s. Now, Dorian Yates is said to have used high-intensity training, and he most certainly did. He tended to train heavy, low-volume, um, heavy weight, as many reps as he could do, taking it as close to failure. And even the failure thing is, it's a little ambiguous. What is failure? There, there are a lot of ways to reach failure. I mean, you'd, I mentioned that you'd have to tear the muscle from the bone to be, reach complete failure. So let's say you complete a rep, you're, you could do eight reps. You can't do another rep. Well, you could cheat another rep. You could do a partial rep. You could drop that weight and pick up a lighter weight and do another rep. You could keep going. And that is pretty much what Dorian Yates did. However, Dorian Yates would do a few warm-up sets, which knowing Dorian were pretty much like most people's serious sets. And then he would do maybe three or four sets using just the highest poundages possible. And, and it worked for him. It certainly did work for him. But it wasn't just one set to failure. It was more like maybe 10 sets to failure. So, yeah, because he would do several exercises. That's another thing. So, yeah, th this is something that is a little bit of a misnomer. I think it was a bit of a gimmick. You know, Mike Menser also was a, he did not take care of himself later in life. He wasn't a healthy guy. He was a chain smoker. He, he, he was an alcoholic. He, he died in his 50s. So it's kind of a tragic story. But uh, basically what he was promoting was a gimmick. And there was some truth to it. Like a, a lot of uh, theories, there's some truth. But ultimately, it, it's not a great form of training. I would say HIT is something that is okay to do now and then, if you're careful, but it should not be the main focus of training if you want to be healthy, if you want to save your joints, if you want to avoid injury, and you want to have an aesthetic muscular body. Okay, I think that does it for us today. That went pretty quickly, but there will be another podcast next week. And again, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, ideas for um, a subject we could talk about, please let me know. Go to the TikTok video, which is Nelson Montana 53, and I will be giving a daily bodybuilding hint every single day. And do check out the Protein Factory website. Lots of great products. Don't buy your protein anywhere else. Get it at Protein Factory. That's the way to go. Check out the product Unleashed, which is the absolute best testosterone boosting formula on the market. And we're going to keep this going in our never-ending quest for improvement, for a better body, better mind, better life. That's what it's about. Okay, I'm Nelson Montana. Till next time, see you at the gym.